You are now listening to Unsolved Mysteries and Cold Cases. I'm your host, Steve Matthews, your guide into the shadowy depths of the unresolved, the enigmatic, and the chilling. Each episode, we'll delve into baffling disappearances, unsolved crimes, and tales that have slipped through the cracks of time and memory. Through interviews, expert analysis, and meticulous investigation, we'll attempt to piece together the puzzles that have perplexed minds for years. So, if you have a curious heart and a mind unafraid of the shadows, join me in unraveling the enigmas that refuse to be forgotten and give voice to the silent tales hidden within the folds of history. Tucked away within the arid confines of Nevada's desert expanse, shrouded in secrecy and wrapped in tales of extraterrestrial encounters, lies a name that has stirred intrigue and debate for decades Area 51. Its enigmatic existence has become an iconic symbol of government secrets, alien life forms, and technological wonders beyond human comprehension. The clandestine airbase has been etched into the collective consciousness of the world, transforming into an unrelenting beacon of mystery in the process. The allure of Area 51 lies not just in the hidden depths of its heavily guarded perimeters, but also in the labyrinth of stories, rumors, and speculations that surround it. Its name alone evokes visions of unidentified flying objects, alien autopsies, and advanced technology that defies our understanding of physics. Yet, despite its fame or infamy, much of Area 51's true story remains untold. Through the pages of this comprehensive history, we delve into the enigmatic origins of Area 51, tracing its journey from an obscure desert outpost during the Cold War to an enduring icon of mystery in the 21st century. The tales of stealth aircraft, undercover operations, and alleged extraterrestrial encounters form a narrative tapestry that's as captivating as it is controversial. Prepare for an exploration that will take us across the spectrums of history, science, and popular culture, pulling back the layers of secrecy and illuminating the truth behind one of the world's most enigmatic locations. We will traverse the arid landscapes of conspiracy theories, step into the shoes of whistleblowers and skeptics, and scrutinize the relentless quest for disclosure that has marked Area 51's existence. The unfolding journey promises to be as riveting as the enigma that is Area 51 itself. Buckle up and prepare to uncover the declassified mysteries of Area 51. Chapter 1. The Genesis of Area 51 In the backdrop of the early 1950s, an era marked by tensions between superpowers and the chilling whispers of the Cold War, an unassuming corner of Nevada's desert was about to be thrust into the limelight of the clandestine world. The barren, windswept expanse, a seemingly lifeless terrain, was about to be transformed into a nucleus of high-tech aviation and government secrecy. The man spearheading this transformation was Richard M. Bissell Jenner, a high-ranking CIA official known for his profound intelligence and steadfast dedication to national security. He was tasked with the oversight of a top-secret project that aimed to build a high-altitude reconnaissance aircraft capable of overflying the Soviet Union undetected, the U-2. Given the strategic significance and extreme secrecy of this mission, a location that offered isolation yet accessibility was needed. Bissell discovered such a place through the recommendations of two test pilots, Tony Levier and the legendary Clarence Kelly Johnson, 
the head of Lockheed Martin's famous skunk orcs. Their destination was a flat, salt-covered area near the dry bed of Groom Lake, an isolated part of the Nevada desert. Johnson was smitten by the desolation of the location, its expansive salt flats perfect for an impromptu runway. Thus, the enigmatic Area 51 was born out of necessity, its moniker derived from the grid number on the Atomic Energy Commission's map. In the seclusion of the desert, under the vast azure sky, the construction of the secret base began, mirroring the urgency of the times. Scores of laborers, their identities as concealed as the purpose of their work, toiled under the scorching sun. Prefabricated buildings mushroomed, while runways were etched into the desert floor, the initial simplicity of the site belying the technological marvels that were soon to unfold within its boundaries. And thus, amidst secrecy and innovation, Area 5-1 began its life. This newborn secret base was soon to grow into an entity that went beyond its geographical confines, stretching into the realm of myth and speculation, commanding a narrative far greater than the sum of its parts. As the sun set on the newly constructed base, little did the world know of the tales that would emerge from its heart, tales that continue to tantalize and baffle us to this day. Once the location was finalized, the real task began transforming a desolate corner of the Nevada desert into a state-of-the-art facility that would house one of the most advanced aircraft of the era, the U-2. An eerie silence hung over Groom Lake as work began, the tranquil desert about to be disturbed by the incessant sound of construction. Kelly Johnson, the visionary behind Skunk Works, was a driving force in shaping the base. Known for his knack for innovation and his no-nonsense approach, he ensured that the facility would cater to the covert operations and secretive nature of the projects to come. The base was dubbed Paradise Ranch, a calculated move by Johnson to make the remote location sound more appealing to the future staff. The physical construction of the base was undertaken by a construction company named the Reynolds Electrical and Engineering Company. Under their dedicated workforce, the empty desert started to show signs of human touch. Prefabricated buildings began to rise from the flat desert floor, forming the initial skeletal structure of the base. A long, smooth runway, designed to accommodate the U-2's specific takeoff and landing requirements, was laid. Simultaneously, a culture of secrecy enveloped the site. Workers brought in to build the base were screened for their discretion and often had little to no idea about the purpose of their work. Flown in from distant locations, their day began and ended in the shadows of the secret base, further underlining the shroud of mystery surrounding Area 51. As time ticked on, the base began to take shape. A control tower sprouted, hangars stood tall, and living quarters for staff dotted the landscape. The once barren salt flat was now bustling with activity, its silence replaced by the rumbling engines of construction machinery. Yet, the most intriguing part of the base remained its purpose, a secret guarded more fiercely than the base itself. As Area 51 started its operation in earnest, the secrecy around it only deepened. The once unremarkable piece of desert had been transformed into a clandestine epicenter, a place where the world's most advanced aircraft would be tested, far from prying eyes. 
and it was this very secrecy that made the base a beacon for countless theories and stories, cementing its place in the annals of global mystery. With its foundations firmly set in secrecy and innovation, Area 51 started to take on an almost ethereal quality. It became a place of whispers, of shadows, of unexplained happenings, a realm that held more questions than answers. The veil of mystery that descended over the site was as impenetrable as the desert winds were relentless. Eldon P. Edlovic, a radar pioneer at Skunk Works, played a vital role in enhancing the clandestine nature of Area 51's operations. He spent years working on stealth technology to make American spy planes invisible to radar. The fruits of his labor were first tested in the confines of Area 51, their presence undetectable to the outside world, furthering the enigmatic persona of the base. Staff and contractors at Area 51 were forbidden to reveal its existence. They traveled to work on unmarked planes from Las Vegas, a daily routine that amplified the site's aura of secrecy. This extreme discretion even extended to their families, who knew nothing of their work. Their curious silence often led to speculative whispers within their close-knit communities, the echoes of which resonated across the country. The geography of Area 51 played a significant role in reinforcing the secrecy. Nestled among the rugged mountains and the ever-shifting desert sands, the base was isolated, yet strategically located. From the sky, it presented a mirage-like vision a massive, meticulously constructed facility appearing incongruously in the middle of nowhere, its purpose unknown to the occasional passing pilot or satellite. Government officials, when confronted with queries, remained enigmatically silent, brushing off Area 51 as a mere meteorological station or a site for general aviation testing. These vague responses, coupled with the obvious government secrecy, only fan the flames of public curiosity and speculation. As the years passed, Area 51 grew into something more than a secret military base. It became an emblem of mystery and conspiracy, a symbol of a government that seemed to be hiding something monumental. Its name evolved into a shorthand for the unknown, the hidden, the unexplained. What started as a project to keep America safe had turned into a nexus of unanswered questions a place that gripped the imagination of the world. And it was this intriguing mix of fact and fiction, reality and fantasy, that would forever intertwine Area 51 with the enduring allure of the unknown. Chapter 2, The Cold War and Area 51 As the first rays of dawn began to scatter across the Nevada desert, Area 51 was already buzzing with activity. Engineers, scientists, and pilots were readying themselves for yet another day of groundbreaking innovation. Despite the veil of secrecy, the base was a beehive of cutting-edge technology, pushing the boundaries of aviation like never before. In the heart of this technological revolution was the U-2 spy plane. With its long, slender wings and sleek design, the U-2 was an engineering marvel. It was capable of flying at altitudes over 70,000 feet placing it beyond the reach of Soviet defenses. Overseeing its development was the extraordinary figure of Kelly Johnson, whose relentless pursuit of excellence drove his team to constantly push the limits of what was deemed possible. As the U-2 gracefully took to the skies for the first time, 
the significance of the moment wasn't lost on those watching. This aircraft was far more than a technological wonder, it was a beacon of hope in an era shrouded in the tension of the Cold War. It was a testament to human innovation and determination. However, the U-2 was just the beginning of the aviation marvels to come from Area 51. Following its success, the base became a playground for the most audacious aviation projects. The A-12 Oxcart, the predecessor to the SR-71 Blackbird, was developed and tested here. With its futuristic, streamlined design, the A-12 could travel at speeds over three times the speed of sound, an unprecedented achievement. Behind the A-12's development was another significant figure, Ben Rich, Johnson's successor as the head of Skunk Works. Rich was instrumental in taking forward Johnson's vision and brought his own blend of innovative thinking and practical engineering to the projects he spearheaded. The unassuming desert base was now a cradle of technological advancements. The creations of these gifted minds, like mechanical birds of prey, streaked across the desert sky, pushing the frontiers of flight. The rumble of their engines and the whisper of their wings became the defining sounds of Area 51, a soundtrack to the innovations hidden from the rest of the world. Yet, for every marvel that emerged from Area 51, countless questions followed. The public caught glimpses of these extraordinary machines, fueling further intrigue about the base. Their thirst for knowledge about what lay within Area 51's borders grew amplifying the sense of mystery surrounding the secret base nestled in the heart of the desert. The innovations unfolding within Area 51's guarded borders were not merely technological marvels. They were powerful tools of espionage, eyes in the sky that could penetrate the Iron Curtain and unravel the Soviet's secrets. Richard M. Bissell Jr., the CIA official who initiated the U-2 project, was instrumental in shaping the base's intelligence-gathering capabilities. The U-2, he knew, could provide the United States with a much-needed upper hand in the information warfare that marked the Cold War. Its high-altitude, high-resolution photography would unveil the secrets the Soviets strive to hide. Bissell enlisted an elite cadre of pilots, headed by Tony Levier, to fly the U-2. These were men of exceptional skill and courage willing to fly into the unknown, their identities as shrouded in secrecy as their mission. To the world, they were mere weathermen, but in reality, they were the front line of America's espionage efforts, making sense of the shadows cast by the Cold War. The U-2's maiden flight over the Soviet Union in 1956 yielded a wealth of information, laying bare the inaccuracies in previous intelligence estimates. Area 51 had provided the U.S. with a glimpse into the Soviet Union, a window that could be opened and closed at will, offering an unprecedented strategic advantage. Later, the base would house other top-secret projects aimed at improving America's espionage capabilities. The A-12 Oxcart was a prime example, as it was designed to fly even faster and higher than the U-2. By the time Francis Gary Powers was shot down in AU-2, over the Soviet Union in 1960, plans for the successor to the U-2 were already well underway. As the years rolled on, Area 5-1 continued to be at the forefront of America's intelligence efforts. Satellites and drones were tested within its borders, 
their operations as covert as their designs were futuristic. Yet, while these advancements gave the U.S. a strategic edge, they also fed the rumors that swirled around Area 51. The occasional sighting of a high-altitude U-2, or later, the A-12, only served to heighten the intrigue. People speculated about the advanced technology within Area 51, and their imagination filled the gaps that the government's silence left. The mysterious flights became UFO sightings, the tests of new technology translated into stories of alien technology. Thus, the cycle of speculation and secrecy continued, further obscuring the true nature of Area 51. As Area 51 ventured deeper into the realm of top-secret projects and groundbreaking technology, the level of secrecy surrounding the base reached an all-time high. The base seemed to vanish off the face of the Earth, as if swallowed by the vast desert around it. It was a world within a world, its inner workings known only to a select few. One man in particular, CIA Director Richard Helms, was instrumental in maintaining this level of secrecy. Under his leadership, the need-to-know policy was strictly enforced, compartmentalizing information to a degree that many employees knew little more than their own assignments. Employees working at Area 51 had their identities and jobs classified. They became known as the silent heroes of the Cold War. Their existence was unknown, their work unacknowledged, their lives defined by the secrets they were duty-bound to keep. A plane, nicknamed Janet, ferried them daily from their homes in Las Vegas to the hidden base, a journey cloaked in an air of mystery. The landscape of Area 51 was also altered to maintain the secrecy. The base was expanded, its buildings painted in tones of desert sand, blending seamlessly into the barren surroundings. From an aerial perspective, Area 51 was little more than an inconspicuous part of the vast desert. The government's efforts to maintain secrecy weren't limited to the base alone. They extended to the skies above it. Airspace around Area 51 was restricted, forming a buffer that shielded the base from prying eyes. Even military pilots training in the nearby Nellis Air Force Base were forbidden from straying into this invisible barrier. Despite these efforts, or perhaps because of them, rumors and speculation continued to circulate. The secrecy, instead of suppressing the stories, gave them new life. In the absence of concrete information, conjecture filled the gaps. UFO sightings became frequent, and tales of alien encounters started to seep into public consciousness. The height of secrecy surrounding Area 51 had an unforeseen consequence. It gave birth to a legend, a story woven from whispers and half-truths, imagination and fear. This story was not just about a military base in the Nevada desert, but a narrative of the unknown, of humanity's ceaseless pursuit of truth and our fascination with the mysteries that lie just beyond our grasp. Chapter 3 The Extraterrestrial Element The connection between Area 5-1 and one of the most infamous incidents in UFO lore, the Roswell Incident, is a saga steeped in speculation and controversy. In July 1947, something crashed in the desert near Roswell, New Mexico. The military announced they had recovered a flying disc, only to retract the statement the very next day, claiming it was just a weather balloon. 
The leading figure in this saga was Major Jesse Marcel, the intelligence officer at the Roswell Army Airfield. He was the first military officer on the crash site and fervently claimed that the debris found was not from this world. His insistence fueled the belief that what crashed was extraterrestrial, sparking theories that continue to thrive today. These theories found fertile ground in the secrecy shrouding Area 51. The base was perceived as the logical place for the government to send extraterrestrial artifacts for examination and storage. The two sites, both wrapped in layers of mystery and speculation, seemed destined to be intertwined in the popular imagination. In the years that followed the Roswell incident, stories began to circulate. People spoke of strange, unmarked convoys driving into Area 51 under the cover of night. Whispers of buildings, deep within the base, that housed technology beyond our understanding, began to circulate. The desert, silent witness to these nocturnal activities, kept its secrets well. This was the era of Project Blue Book, the Air Force's official investigation into UFO sightings, where J. Allen Hynek served as the scientific consultant. Though Hynek began his work as a skeptic, he eventually became a believer in the UFO phenomenon, further fueling public fascination with the subject. As the lines between reality and fiction blurred, Area 5-1 became the epicenter of theories linking the U.S. government with extraterrestrial entities. Each unexplained sighting, each story of an unidentified flying object, seemed to lead back to the secluded base in the Nevada desert. The Roswell connection and the ensuing speculation became a part of Area 51's lore, further amplifying its aura of mystery. It also served as a testament to our collective fascination with the unknown, as we seek to uncover the secrets that the universe holds. In the silence of the desert and the depths of the night sky, the search for the truth continues. As whispers of the mysterious activities within Area 51 continued to grow, they didn't stay confined within the boundaries of Nevada. Instead, they found their way into the vibrant tapestry of popular culture, casting a long, intriguing shadow across books, films, and television shows. One of the earliest and most significant influences was the 1989 interview of Bob Lazar on a Las Vegas television station. Lazar claimed to have worked at Area 51, reverse-engineering alien technology. While skeptics questioned his credibility, his claims ignited the public imagination and inspired a flood of media focused on the base. Area 51 made its cinematic debut in the 1996 blockbuster movie Independence Day. The film depicted the base as a storage facility for an alien spacecraft and the last bastion of resistance against an extraterrestrial invasion. It portrayed Area 51 as a place of wonder and danger, its secrets holding the key to mankind's survival. In the realm of literature, Annie Jacobson's Area 51, an uncensored history of America's top-secret military base, created waves. Based on interviews with scientists and engineers who worked at the base, the book added more layers to the mythos of Area 51. Jacobson's account, while grounded in real accounts and archival material, fed into the narrative of a base brimming with secrets and intrigue. The X-Files, a cult television series of the 1990s, regularly referenced Area 51, further embedding it into pop culture. 
The show's tagline, The Truth is Out There, seemed to embody the collective curiosity surrounding the base. Video games, too, played their part in enhancing Area 51's mystique. Titles like Area 51 and Black Sight, Area 51 allowed players to virtually explore the base, battling aliens and uncovering secrets along the way. These diverse forms of media took the allure of Area 51 and amplified it, presenting the base as a nexus of human and alien interaction. They transformed the base from a secretive military facility into a symbol of the unknown and the unexplained. The influence of pop culture on Area 51 was a two-way street. While the mystery of the base inspired countless stories, these stories, in turn, contributed to the myth of Area 51. They etched the image of a secret desert base, teeming with extraterrestrial life and advanced technology, into the collective consciousness of millions. Area 51 had transcended the realms of reality and entered the dominion of legend. As Area 51's fame swelled in the public consciousness, the government's responses were notably laconic. For decades, the existence of Area 51 was neither confirmed nor denied, adding fuel to the ever-growing fire of speculation. It was only in 2013, decades after Area 51 was established, that the government officially acknowledged its existence. The Central Intelligence Agency declassified documents that confirmed the site was used for testing spy planes, including the U-2 and the A-12. Yet, even this admission was met with suspicion, seen by some as a move to quell public curiosity without revealing the full scope of activities at the base. For many, the governmental denials only deepen the mystery. They saw these statements as evidence of a larger cover-up, feeding into conspiracy theories. These theories, once the province of the fringes, began to permeate mainstream discourse. George Knapp, an investigative journalist, played a pivotal role in fostering public speculation about Area 51. Through his reports and interviews, including the one with Bob Lazar, he brought the base's mysteries to a wider audience. His relentless pursuit of the truth shone a spotlight on Area 51, transforming it into a national enigma. In parallel, advocacy groups and investigators were constantly pushing for transparency. They filed Freedom of Information Act requests, seeking to uncover the truth hidden behind the veil of national security. Some even sought physical evidence, camping near the base to capture any unusual activities on film. Yet, the base remained elusive, its secrets firmly locked away. The government's stonewalling was met with an ever-increasing public fascination. Every denial, every noncommittal statement, seemed to inspire a fresh wave of conjecture. As the tug-of-war between governmental denials and public speculation persisted, Area 51 became more than a physical location. It became a symbol of the tension between the public's right to know and the government's need to keep certain information classified. Despite the persistent ambiguity surrounding Area 51, one thing was clear, the intrigue that began as a murmur in the Nevada desert had turned into a global chorus eager to sing the untold stories of Area 51. Chapter 4 The Conspiracy Theories and Skepticism Over the years, Area 51 has served as fertile ground for theories that span a broad spectrum. Some are grounded in reality, 
focused on advanced aircraft and surveillance technologies. Others journey into the realms of the fantastical, proposing alien autopsies and intergalactic diplomacy. One of the more down-to-earth theories suggests that Area 51 is simply a cutting-edge research and development facility. This theory gained credibility with the government's 2013 confirmation of its use as a testing site for spy planes like the U-2 and A-12. However, skeptics argue that these admissions were a smokescreen, designed to mask more exotic undertakings. At the other end of the spectrum lie the extraterrestrial theories. Influential ufologist Stanton Friedman, with his background as a nuclear physicist, has been one of the staunch proponents of this perspective. These theories propose that Area 51 is a hub for studying and reverse-engineering alien technology, often tied to the 1947 Roswell incident. According to these theories, artifacts recovered from the Roswell crash, including the alien crew, were transported to Area 51 for examination. Lazar's claims of working on alien spacecraft added further intrigue to these theories. Despite their widespread popularity, they have always lacked concrete evidence, a fact that does little to deter their believers. Then there are theories that exist in the middle of the spectrum, blending elements of reality and fantasy. These include ideas like Project Serpo, a supposed exchange program between humans and extraterrestrials from the planet Serpo. According to the legend, 12 American military personnel spent several years on Serpo in the 1960s and 1970s, with Area 5-1 serving as their departure and return point. Others propose that Area 51 is the site of experimental weapon development, time travel research, or even a meeting place for secret societies plotting global control. The spectrum of theories around Area 51 mirrors our collective hopes, fears, and curiosities. They reflect our fascination with the unknown and our yearning to break through the boundaries of our current understanding. As long as the truth about Area 51 remains shrouded in secrecy, these theories, each with its own band of ardent followers, will continue to thrive. The wave of speculation and theories surrounding Area 51 has not gone unchallenged. Many scientists and skeptics have critically examined the claims and found them wanting in terms of solid evidence. Prominent among these figures is Dr. Seth Shostak, a senior astronomer at the SETI Institute. While Shostak has dedicated his career to the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, he has consistently voiced skepticism about claims of alien encounters and technology at Area 51. He argues that extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence, and in the case of Area 51, such evidence has never been presented. Dr. Shostak is not alone in his skepticism. The Committee for Skeptical Inquiry, a nonprofit scientific and educational organization, has also challenged the Area 51 lore. They attribute many UFO sightings and claims of alien encounters to misinterpretations of natural phenomena, military aircraft, or hoaxes. Psychologists have also entered the fray, exploring why the human mind is so drawn to conspiracy theories. Psychologist Karen Douglas suggests that people are attracted to conspiracy theories when they want to make sense of societal events that are significant, threatening, or both. The veil of secrecy around Area 51,
coupled with its potential implications, certainly qualifies as both. In a similar vein, physicist and former NASA researcher Kevin R. Grazier explains that UFO sightings near Area 51 could well be attributed to experimental aircraft rather than extraterrestrial visitors. His reasoning is that advanced technology, when first encountered, can often seem alien to the uninitiated observer. The skepticism of these scientists doesn't stem from a denial of the possibility of extraterrestrial life. Rather, it comes from a commitment to rigorous scientific methodology, which requires verifiable evidence before endorsing any claims. They urge enthusiasts not to let fascination become the mother of gullibility, reminding us that the universe is more complex and wonderful than we currently know. Scientific skepticism serves as a counterbalance to the fervor surrounding Area 51, ensuring that the pursuit of truth does not devolve into a flight of fancy. It keeps our feet on the ground, even as we gaze at the stars. Throughout the history of Area 51, a number of individuals have stepped forward, claiming to have direct knowledge or experience of the operations within its confines. These whistleblowers and eyewitnesses have often been at the center of the swirling storm of theories and speculation. Arguably, the most famous of these figures is Bob Lazar. In 1989, Lazar publicly stated that he had worked on reverse-engineering alien technology at a site near Area 51. He claimed that the government possessed nine flying saucers of extraterrestrial origin, his testimony adding a compelling strand to the tapestry of Area 51's lore. Despite the criticism and doubt cast on his educational and professional credentials, Lazar's story has remained remarkably consistent over the years. Whether or not his claims are true, they have undeniably shaped the public discourse around Area 51. Another compelling figure is Bill Uhouse, a mechanical engineer who claimed to have worked on flight simulators based on alien technology at Area 51. Although his claims have been met with skepticism, they added another layer of intrigue to the narrative. Then there are those who did not claim insider knowledge but have reported sightings of unidentified flying objects near Area 51. These eyewitnesses, including local residents and visitors, have often reported seeing strange lights and objects moving in ways that defy conventional understanding of aerodynamics. One such eyewitness was Steve Medlin, a local rancher, who reported frequent unusual sightings near the base. Medlin's mailbox on the extraterrestrial highway became an unofficial gathering spot for UFO enthusiasts, his eyewitness accounts further fueling public curiosity. However, these accounts, though intriguing, have often been challenged due to a lack of verifiable evidence. In many cases, they have been dismissed as misinterpretations, exaggerations, or even fabrications. These whistleblowers and eyewitnesses, whether offering truth, half-truths, or tall tales, have added color and complexity to the enigma of Area 51. Their stories, while unverified, Keep the mystery alive in the world watching the Nevada desert with bated breath. Chapter 5 The Quest for Disclosure The struggle to unearth the secrets of Area 51 has often played out in the realm of legal battles, with the Freedom of Information Act serving as a key weapon in the arsenal of those seeking transparency. The Freedom of Information Act, enacted in 1966, 
provides the public with a mechanism to request access to records from any federal agency. It has been used by journalists, researchers, and UFO enthusiasts alike to pry open the tightly shut doors of Area 51, at least on paper. One notable figure in this endeavor is Jeffrey T. Richelson, a senior fellow at the National Security Archive. In 2005, he submitted a Freedom of Information Act request that would later lead to the first official acknowledgement of Area 51. It took eight years, but in 2013, Richelson finally received a trove of CIA documents that formally recognized the existence of Area 51 as a testing site for U-2 and A-12 aircraft. However, the journey to this significant reveal was not without its frustrations. Freedom of Information Act requests are often met with heavy redactions, delayed responses, or claims that the requested documents cannot be found. These roadblocks, while frustrating, have not deterred persistent seekers of truth. Another notable figure is Glenn Campbell, a former Area 51 watchdog. Campbell's extensive use of the FOIA allowed him to map out the base's surroundings and publish a guide for UFO watchers. His efforts brought greater public awareness to the base and its activities. Then there's Annie Jacobson, an American journalist and author who utilized Freedom of Information Act requests in her research for her best-selling book, Area 51, an uncensored history of America's top-secret military base. While her interpretation of the documents has been a subject of debate, her work has undeniably contributed to the discourse on Area 51. Through the years, Freedom of Information Act requests have proven to be an effective, if painstaking, method to glean information about Area 51. The obtained documents, even with their heavy redactions, offer tantalizing glimpses into the base's past and present, ensuring the enduring allure of Area 51 in the public imagination. Area 51's shroud of secrecy has not only sparked curiosity but has also been the subject of numerous legal battles. Some of these conflicts arose from issues of environmental law and worker safety, while others stemmed from land disputes and attempts to reveal the base's secrets. A significant case unfolded in the 1990s, involving workers from Area 51 who claimed to have fallen ill due to exposure to hazardous materials at the site. Represented by Jonathan Turley, a renowned environmental lawyer and law professor, these workers sought to hold the government accountable for their medical conditions. They alleged that unknown chemicals were being burned in open pits, producing toxic fumes. Despite the compelling nature of these claims, the legal battle proved a tough slog. The government invoked national security to prevent the disclosure of information about the materials used at the base. The lawsuit was eventually dismissed highlighting the challenges posed by the base's high-level security status in the pursuit of legal remedies. In another instance, the Sheen family, who owned a mine near Area 51, found themselves embroiled in a decades-long dispute with the government. Their land, passed down through generations, had become an object of interest due to its proximity to the base. After years of standoff, the government seized the land through eminent domain in 2015, ending the longest-running mining litigation in U.S. history. Then there's the case of Peter Merlin, an aerospace archaeologist, who has spent years legally fighting for access to scraps of information about Area 51.
Though his quest hasn't always been successful, his dedication exemplifies the public's desire to learn about the enigmatic base. These legal battles underscore the challenges of prying open the secrets of Area 51. They reveal a complicated dance between the need for national security and the pursuit of transparency, justice, and public curiosity. The outcomes, often unsatisfying for those seeking disclosure, only serve to deepen the aura of mystery that cloaks Area 51. In recent history, one of the most memorable events tied to Area 51 didn't involve clandestine operations or covert whistleblowers, but rather, a mass of internet users and a viral joke that took on a life of its own. This event, popularly known as the Great Area 51 Raid, began in the digital realm and almost spilled into the real world. In June 2019, Maddie Roberts, a college student and budding internet comedian, created a satirical event on Facebook titled Storm Area 51, They Can't Stop All of Us. The premise of the joke was simple, a mass of people would charge the base in an attempt to reveal its extraterrestrial secrets. Roberts suggested that if everyone ran like the anime character Naruto, they could move faster than the bullets of the base's security. The joke quickly went viral, with millions indicating their interest in attending. The idea of a crowd of civilians rushing a top-secret military base was absurd, humorous, and intriguing enough to catch global attention. The meme soon exploded across various social media platforms, turning into a cultural phenomenon. As the event grew in popularity, it also caught the attention of the United States Air Force. Worried that some might take the event seriously, they issued a stern warning to potential trespassers. While this was expected, it only served to stoke the embers of public interest. While the raid was mostly tongue-in-cheek, it did result in a real gathering near Area 51. On September 20, 2019, around 150 people arrived at the gates of Area 51. While no one attempted to storm the base, the gathering morphed into a festive event, later known as Alien Stock, replete with music, costumes, and a shared appreciation for the mystery surrounding Area 51. The Great Area 51 raid showcased the intersection of pop culture, internet virality, and the public's fascination with the enigmatic military base. Though it began as a joke, it ended up amplifying the lore of Area 51, keeping the base firmly in the center of global curiosity and speculation. Chapter 6 Area 51 in the 21st Century in the long and winding history of Area 51, the momentous event of declassification stands out as a significant milestone. While the base remains active and not entirely open to public scrutiny, the gradual release of previously classified information has added some clarity to the mysteries surrounding it. This process began to unfold notably in 2013, after a Freedom of Information Act request from Jeffrey T. Richelson, a senior fellow at the National Security Archive. This request led to the release of a classified CIA report titled The Central Intelligence Agency and Overhead Reconnaissance, the U-2 and Oxcart programs. This report, even with parts redacted, was revolutionary in its disclosure. For the first time, Area 5-1 was officially acknowledged by the government. It detailed the history of the site 
starting from its establishment in the 1950s as a testing ground for the U-2 spy plane. It also included maps and diagrams of the base, bringing a formerly non-existent location on official documents to light. These revelations had a profound impact on the narrative around Area 51. They confirmed that the site was indeed used for developing and testing advanced aircraft, aligning with some long-held speculations. However, the declassification didn't demystify Area 51 entirely. While the report disclosed much about the U-2 and A-12 Oxcart projects, it stopped short of revealing everything. The heavily redacted document kept the later years of Area 51 under wraps, leaving the subsequent decades of operations still shrouded in secrecy. The declassification of Area 51 was a significant stride towards transparency, but it also fanned the flames of intrigue. The revelation that the government had, for decades, concealed the truth about the base made many wonder what else was being kept hidden. Thus, the declassification became another chapter in the ever-evolving story of Area 51, providing some answers, but leaving plenty of questions unanswered. In the long and winding history of Area 51, the momentous event of declassification stands out as a significant milestone. While the base remains active and not entirely open to public scrutiny, the gradual release of previously classified information has added some clarity to the mystery surrounding it. This process began to unfold notably in 2013, after a Freedom of Information Act request from Jeffrey T. Richelson, a senior fellow at the National Security Archive. This request led to the release of a classified CIA report titled The Central Intelligence Agency and Overhead Reconnaissance, the U-2 and Oxcart programs. This report, even with parts redacted, was revolutionary in its disclosure. For the first time, Area 5-1 was officially acknowledged by the government. It detailed the history of the site, starting from its establishment in the 1950s as a testing ground for the U-2 spy plane. It also included maps and diagrams of the base, bringing a formerly non-existent location on official documents to light. These revelations had a profound impact on the narrative around Area 51. They confirmed that the site was indeed used for developing and testing advanced aircraft, aligning with some long-held speculations. However, the declassification didn't demystify Area 51 entirely. While the report disclosed much about the U-2 and A-12 Oxcart projects, it stopped short of revealing everything. The heavily redacted document kept the later years of Area 51 under wraps, leaving the subsequent decades of operations still shrouded in secrecy. The declassification of Area 51 was a significant stride towards transparency, but it also fanned the flames of intrigue. The revelation that the government had, for decades, concealed the truth about the base made many wonder what else was being kept hidden. Thus, the declassification became another chapter in the ever-evolving story of Area 51, providing some answers, but leaving plenty of questions unanswered. As we reach the final stretch of our journey through the winding saga of Area 51, it's important to consider the legacy this unique location has left in its future path. For a place that officially did not exist until recently, Area 51's impact on culture, technology, 
and the collective imagination is undeniably profound. The legacy of Area 51 is twofold. Firstly, it is the cradle of several major advancements in aviation technology, the birthplace of iconic aircraft like the U-2 and the State Route 71, Blackbird. These innovations changed the course of the Cold War, shifting the balance of global power. From a historical and technological perspective, the contributions of Area 51 to global affairs are significant. Secondly, Area 51 is a cornerstone of modern UFO and conspiracy culture. Its impenetrable secrecy, combined with real technological marvels, gave birth to countless theories, from the plausible to the outrageous. This cultural impact, reflected in movies, books, and internet lore, is as influential as the technological innovations conceived within its boundaries. Looking ahead, the future of Area 51 seems as enigmatic as its past. Its official acknowledgement and the subsequent revelations about its historical role have done little to quell the curiosity and speculation. In many ways, they have added new dimensions to the ongoing debates. The continued activity at the base, evident from satellite images and flight data, suggests that it remains a vital part of the U.S. defense apparatus. As new geopolitical challenges arise and technology advances, it's reasonable to assume that Area 51 will continue to serve as a hub for cutting-edge research and development. However, as we move further into the 21st century, with an increasing demand for transparency and accountability, it remains to be seen how Area 51 will navigate these expectations. Will it continue to operate under a veil of secrecy, or will there be more declassification and public acknowledgement of its activities? These questions add a layer of anticipation to the ongoing narrative of this enigmatic base. Ultimately, Area 51's legacy and its future are intricately tied to the balance between the need for secrecy in matters of national security and the public's demand for transparency. As this dance continues, Area 51 will undoubtedly remain an enduring symbol of mystery, innovation, and intrigue.